Welcome to Conversations, a podcast featuring conversations about life, theology, scripture, church, and everything in between. Hosted by Genesis Church in Mexico, Missouri. Find out more at www.genesisbegins.com. All right, welcome to another Conversations with Genesis Church. I am Jeff Stott. I am one of the pastors at uh, Genesis, and uh, we are in a series on emotional discipleship, and uh, this should be part two of that series, and we're going to be talking about anger, uh, yours and others, <clears throat> and uh, the first part of emotional discipleship, Chris Creech and I, uh, we talked about the levels of emotional maturity and how uh, emotional or well, we also talked about what is emotional discipleship. In other words, being intentional about your own emotional growth and helping others grow emotionally as a follower of Jesus. And we talked about uh, why there seems to be so little emphasis on emotional discipleship, especially when most of our struggles seem to be emotional, you know, uh, you know, from worry to fear to jealousy to you know, rejection, being easily offended and all that stuff. So, um, uh, anyway, uh, we hope this series will be helpful to you, at least get you thinking about some things about your emotions and about, uh, uh, the emotions of others and how to deal with it and how to honor Christ and the other people in your life as you encounter their emotions. All right. So, uh, today we are talking about anger and I have with me, uh, Billy Johnson, he is an officer, police officer uh, here uh, in Mexico, Missouri, and um, uh, and I'm sure he has encountered anger once or twice. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. So I think he's going to be able to bring a lot to the table. So uh, to get us started, let's just talk about some encounters with anger, uh, encounters you know in ourselves when we see anger in ourselves and when we see anger in others. Uh, so Billy, I'll let you go first. Um, I guess uh, we'll just start with this. All right. What makes you Billy Johnson? What makes you angry? Well, I think, I think we'd serve ourselves and our listeners better if we talk about the things that don't make me angry. Uh, no, I, <laughs> you know, so, so the truth is, is I, I I actually got kind of hung up on this, you know, on this question, you know, what makes me angry? You know, I, I don't know that I've spent a great deal of time really kind of sitting down and fleshing that out. Um, you know, on a day-to-day basis, um, if, if I think about anger in the sense of, uh, you know, being really mad and, and saying hurtful things and, and all those things, I mean, there are a couple of things that make me angry there, but when we talk about, uh, different levels of anger. Um, so, so I would say um, the thing that seems to make me angry is kind of the persistent things that kind of the buzzing in the ear, the things that don't seem to go away that I, that I can't seem to control. Those are the things that seem to make me the most angry uh, or at least lead to uh, the most angry. Well, you know, in, in typical fashion, I'm I'm rambling, but, uh, you know, it's a difficult question. I I would say, you know, when someone uh, lies to me or, or insults me, those are the easy things, but, uh, the day-to-day, 
mundane things that seem to seem to be persistent and never go away, those things seem to make me angry as well. Well, one of the reasons why I asked this question is for our listeners, um, if you are struggling with anger, say at your spouse or kids or somebody at work, uh, you need to ask yourself that question. What is making me angry and why is that making me angry? You know, whatever level of anger, whether that's just being annoyed or frustrated, irritated or whatever. And, and oh, by the way, oh, listeners, we are going to be talking about the uh, anger ladder, different degrees of anger, intensities of anger. And there's so when somebody says I'm frustrated, that is a legitimate answer. And, uh, it, you know, you don't have to say, oh, you're just angry. Why can't you say you're angry? Well, anger is one of the one of the levels of anger. And we'll get into that in a minute. But okay, so you need to ask yourself, <clears throat> why am I angry? What makes me angry? And I, I do know for me, really, the bottom line is, I get angry, irritated, annoyed, frustrated, um, whatever word you want to use there. <clears throat> when, um, when an expectation of mine is not met. Yeah. So I get angry at me when I don't perform my own, ex, ex, reach my own expectations. So I have like a standard for myself. So um, uh, for example, <clears throat> all right, I, I get irritated with myself if I eat too much. <laughs> oh yeah? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, why, absolutely. Why, you know, I like, why, I, I'm trying to lose weight. Why did I eat that 10th? hamburger what is up with that <laughs> yeah well, you understand what i'm saying so i get, I get yeah i get angry at myself and, and and that's some that's a part of anger that a lot of people don't they don't really wrestle with getting angry with themselves you know and so uh sometimes we'll say oh i'm just disappointed with myself and you know really what's happening there you are disappointed with your anger is what's happening because you there's an expectation you have for yourself that you did something you didn't want to do or you didn't do something that you should have done. And so, um, uh, also I get angry when other people, when I expect them to do something and we'll, I'll mention some examples. I'm just, I want to be fairly transparent on this podcast today, but <laughs> I'll have to change some names to protect the guilty, you know, that kind of thing. Of course, not the innocent. I'm protecting the guilty. I'm going to change sure. the names. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, and, uh, there's reasons behind all this. And, you know, if you listen to the first podcast on emotional discipleship, you realize emotional uh, maturity and development is very complicated and very layered. And there's a sliding scale with all this stuff. And, but, um, I find myself getting angry over little things that I shouldn't be angry over. Uh, so yeah, because I, I that. yeah, because I knew that we're going to be talking about anger and, um, so uh, here's, what's dangerous. Okay. For those who are listening, let me tell you what's dangerous about being a pastor. Cause that's what I do. And doing these kinds of podcasts is, is that it forces me to start thinking about it in my life. And I start seeing whatever subject I'm going to be talking about everywhere, you know? So I started noticing the different levels of anger in me over certain things, you know, no, probably nobody else noticed it, but on the inside I could feel it. And, uh, or I would, something would irritate me and that's anger language, irritate me. Something would irritate me and I'm going, Oh, there's that anger. I can't, I, I am, I am really more angry than I thought, <laughs> you sure. know? So mm -hmm. like, for example, little things, and maybe y'all can uh, relate to this. 
Um, so in my house, uh, and this is no secret, so I, I can share this one. Uh, we've talked about this at my house. I will walk into the kitchen and there'll be cabinet doors open. Yes, sir. Uh, somebody shut the cabinet doors. <laughs> okay. Or a drawer will be slightly open, not shut all the way. You know what I'm saying? And I'm thinking that uh -huh. needs to be shut. So anyway, uh, or the vacuum cleaner will be just sitting in the middle of the hallway or the middle of the living room. And it's obviously been vacuumed. So why is the vacuum cleaner? So it needs to be put away. You find everything has its place. So Absolutely. my expectation is cabinet doors ought to be shut, vacuum cleaner ought to be put up. Now, I know that's kind of funny, but uh, I, I was just mentally making notes in my own mind about things that seem to anger, irritate, annoy me, you know, as I go through my day. And, um, uh, and those are some examples. And so maybe you have some of that, but uh, now, now, uh, and then there are some things that really make me mad, you know, especially if I'm lied to. Okay. That kind oh, of, yeah. thing, you know, yeah. and so, uh, uh, but the reason why I, I want to start with this question is because, you know, we're going to see in a moment that the Bible says, be angry and sin not. It is okay to be angry. It's the anger is not sin. Okay. Generally speaking, anger is not the issue. The issue is what you do with that anger. And, uh, and we're going to get into different kinds of anger called human anger and righteous anger that we might talk a little bit about the difference, but, <clears throat> um, so, all right, Billy, uh, back to you for a second. So when you, especially in your line of work, what, uh, when you see anger in others, what's the first sign for you that, you know, this person is getting angry. So generally for me, it's, it's, uh, it's all about body language, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, there are some typical, typical signs, typical, you know, typical signs that, that people will exhibit, um, you know, that, that indicate they're angry, you know, uh, you know, you, you've got the easy ones, the, the raised voice and the flailing of hands and those sorts of things. But, you know, for me, um, you know, over the years, it's just, paying attention to the littler signs, you know, the movements of the hands or the pacing or inflection in voice or some of the things that people seem to be uh, keying on and emphasizing when they talk, you know, uh, you know, every, everybody, uh, everybody could see when somebody's elevated in, in their tone of voice or their excitement when they're talking. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of body language involved in um, with anger. And I, I think for me, it all starts kind of with the body language. As soon as I approach someone and I begin to talk to them, you know, it, after you've looked at it long enough, it, it becomes, uh, you know, it becomes more apparent uh, with their body language when they're angry. Now that's not to say that every person that I encounter that, you know, has animated body language or elevated voice or those sorts of things that they're automatically angry. And I just think exposure to that and experience with that, you know, kind of helps guide you on making that determination whether or not they're angry you know sometimes they came come right out and just tell me that they're angry with me you know that i love it when they do that because then i kind of know where where i'm starting <laughs> you know that that it, anytime someone can help me understand where they're at i've always very appreciative of that because it, it takes less time for me to get to the solution <laughs> all right so all right how do you know when uh you you are starting to get angry what's the first well, sign for you 
you know, in this, uh, I can feel, it, it, I have a physical response. Uh, my ears get very hot and red and I can, I can physically feel uh, that happen. You know, a lot of people say hey, on the inside, I, I no, my ears are my thermometer. If you look at me and my ears are beat red, one of two things is happening. Either A, I need to be seen by an ambulance immediately because I've got high blood pressure, <laughs> or B, I'm upset or embarrassed. You know, uh, for me, I can immediately feel the heat from my ears and the back of my neck. It's, it's the strangest sensation, but uh, I've learned to listen to it. Well, you're not going to believe what my uh, outward sign is of anger. I'm looking forward. To, I'm, I'm all ears here. Yeah, and it's a good thing you haven't seen it <clears throat> because... <laughs> See, when I get angry, what happens is uh, my pants turn purple okay. and my skin becomes green. Okay. And for some reason, my shirt rips off and I go about three times the size of I am. Sure. And I just start grunting smash. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I've seen that somewhere. Uh, yeah. I, oh, have you really? I have never. Well, it's seen, just. I, it, I thought it was just me. <laughs> I, I don't, I feel like I've heard it somewhere, but, uh, but I, but I understand completely. And yeah, that's not something I would want to want to encounter. With you. Well, if <laughs> you are bigger than me already, yeah. you know, so I, I wouldn't want to encounter that. No, you don't. <laughs> right, um, right. Yeah. No, for those who are familiar with what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the incredible Hulk and uh, because that whole process is built on anger and David Banner uh, he was trying to do some research on why people get angry and why they get stronger. And he was doing some experiments on himself and it goes crazy. But, uh, uh, but really that journey of understanding anger, um, I think most of us need to take at some point because once you understand anger, you're able to manage your own anger better and you're able to react and respond in a proactive way with other people's anger. And it takes some skill. It takes work, you know? Yes, it uh, yeah. Cause, um, dealing with anger, uh, is not easy because it can be, it, it happens quickly sometimes, you know, and it can be spontaneous. And, uh, uh, and, and if it's, uh, and if you react wrongly, you can become fuel that's thrown on the fire of somebody else's anger, you know, and, and it just gets out of control quick. Yeah, it really does. You know, when we're dealing with humans, you know, humans are unpredictable. Um, you know, humans are emotional, you know, so the, the, the problem is, is that a, we can become fueled to that, but also, you know, it's, it's very easy to take someone else's anger personally, you know, oh, and, yeah. and, you know, somebody else's anger can be very hurtful, even if it's a stranger and they're angry with you, you know, it, it's, if, if we don't spend some time trying to figure out why people are angry, and if we don't focus on the specific, we need to spend time understanding why people get angry, and we also need to spend some time acknowledging that it may not be us, you know, for our own sanity and well-being. You know, it, it's, it's very easy to take someone else's anger personally, even if it's got nothing to do with you. You know, that, that's, that's a difficult journey uh, trying to figure out you know, trying to figure out, okay, is, are they angry with me or are they angry with the situation that they're taking it out on me? And to not take that personally can be very difficult sometimes. Well, one of my kids, uh, adult kids, they work in sales 
and they have to deal with people who are angry from time to time. And the anger is not at them personally, but the person is projecting their anger towards them because they represent the company. You know what I'm saying? And even though they have no power to do anything about it, um, the customer, you know, will just take it out on them. And, and so we have to remember sometimes when a person is angry, uh, we do take it personally, but a lot of times it's not about you at all. (laughs) That is correct. You know, and it's, they're angry at the situation. They're angry at their lack of control. They're angry at, you know, some expectation from somebody didn't happen the way they thought, you know, things aren't working out and they're just taking it out on you because you happen to be there. And, um, uh, but then if we don't understand that, I mean, and there's a lot of other reasons why people get angry, but okay. So, uh, all right, let's talk about the meaning of anger, uh, for just a second. Okay. So here is a working definition that we're going to work with today. Uh, anger is a strong emotion of irritation or agitation that occurs when a need or expectation is not met. All right. Very general, very broad, but that's, that's what anger is. Um, all right. Let me repeat myself here. Anger is not a sin, but what you do with anger can lead to many sins. So Proverbs 29, 22, an angry man stirs up dissension. All right. So your anger can create problems for other people. Okay. Absolutely. You know, and then Proverbs 29, 22 says, and a hot tempered one commits many sins. So that anger, that hot temper, um, it can lead into many sins, you know? So, you know, we, you know, all right, in your world, um, uh, and in the TV world of crime shows, <laughs> which are all based on truth and fact. Uh, of course. Yes. Of course. That uh, one of the reasons why people murder others is because of passion. Yes. Um, an expectation was not met. Somebody had an affair or whatever, and they get angry and they kill somebody. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, again, a hot tempered one commits many sins. I mean, it can lead to that kind of level. It also can lead to sins where you just simply devalue people. You're rude to them. You know, you're, you know, you're just obnoxious, you're sarcastic to them. You're, you're just trying to hurt them in some way verbally. Um, just flat out being mean Proverbs 22, 29. Uh, any comments on that before I go to this uh, next thing here? Yeah. I, I you know, I was just going to add that, you know, I, I spent some time thinking about it and this, this may come as a surprise to no one. I, you know, I, I can't think most of the, the worst decisions I've ever made in my life were made when I was angry. You know, when, when it, when it speaks about a hot tempered one commits many sins, uh, you know, that, that is where I seem to do the most damage. You know, that is, that is where I seem to make the worst mistakes. I mean, they, you know, it's, you know, it, I, I can't think of a time where I was calm and level-headed and made a whole lot of, you know, uh, <laughs> terrible decisions when it came to my relationships. I mean, that is, it, it seems so simple, uh, and it is so clear, uh, 
it, it is absolute truth. You know, I, I <laughs> the, the, the worst decisions I've made in my life were, were made when I was angry and hot tempered. So, so yeah, I, that, that particular verse really resonates with me. Uh, Ephesians 4 26 says in your anger, do not sin. Again, it's separating anger and sin at this point. And, um, and this is where I think the Holy Spirit comes in. And we're not talking about self-will. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit working in your life, transforming your heart, your mind, your emotions. And uh, because the Holy Spirit, the Bible says very clearly, when the Holy Spirit is working in your life, it's going to produce, he is going to produce things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, and self-control. Yes. You, you cannot, that and being a hot-tempered individual does not go together. It, it really doesn't. And, and I, you know, I just can't help but think, you know, so, uh, you know, I obviously, so my, my children, right. You know, I, 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 I was kind of that drill sergeant type when they were young, you know, and, and if they, they wouldn't do the things that I wanted to do, wanted them to do, you know, I would become annoyed and, and those sorts of things. And what I could say is, is, you know, over my time, over the last five or six years, uh, where my walk with Jesus has, you know, been intentional and I, I've been involved, uh, even my own children have come to me and, and talked about, um, you know, how I'm much more patient with them. And how I didn't respond in the ways that they that they felt like I would, and and I've I've sat and I've pondered on that and really thought about that a lot, and and I it was absolutely that that was from God, you know. I mean, there's no other explanation. I can't think of any logical thought processes that I was going through. You know, the things that that used to make me angry don't make me angry anymore. The the ways in which I used to be impatient those, those things don't seem nearly as important anymore. Or if there are things that come up, uh, you know, that begin to bother me, um, I have this tendency now to go speak with them before it bothers me to the point where I then maybe begin to behave in ways that I, that I'll regret or that I wish I had, you know, and, and that's, that's absolutely the Holy Spirit. And, and I just, I can't come up with any other logical reason other than that's the Holy Spirit working in my life. And I'm just, you know, um, those things are produced when you're walking with God and following Jesus, it, it, you know, and anyone that knows me personally can see the evidence each and every day. And there's no other explanation. I'm just so thankful for that. I, I couldn't help but think about, um, you know, just how much he's helped me you know, in my personal relationships with my wife, with my kids, you know, with, with my close friends, it, it just, the, the things that are produced when you walk with Jesus are, are just absolutely incredible. Well, and the thing is, is that as we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit, we are going to, um, I don't want to say be less angry, but our anger is going to have less control over us. Yes. Okay, because we're being controlled by the Holy Spirit. Because, because the Bible is very clear. You know, uh, you know, in your anger, do not sin. 
Okay. It's, you know, and so, and we're going to talk about getting rid of anger here in a little bit, but, and what that really means, but, um, uh, I, I don't want people to, I don't want people to misunderstand while since I still get angry, I'm still, I'm not controlled by the Holy spirit. That, that's not what we're saying. All right. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, because you're still going to get angry. It just depends on it, it now, how you manage it, how you handle it. It is spirit controlled and it's not anger is not controlling you by God's help. You're controlling it. So, uh, so that way you don't turn into the incredible Hulk and start smashing the people around you. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. Uh, 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 also, James one nineteen says, "Slow, be slow to become angry." Okay, so uh, you don't want to, the hot tempered man. Boy, it gets quick. You know, zero to sixty, man. They, you know, they get easily irritated, mad. You know what I'm saying? Uh, usually, those folks also come down pretty quick, and uh, they explode, and then boom, it's over. Uh, so, and God's going to work on all of that uh, for you. All right. So, here's what I want to do. I, I want us to really spend a big chunk of the time on these types of anger. Uh, this is called the anger ladder. If you have done any study on anger whatsoever, you have encountered this. Um, if you Google the anger ladder, you will find variations of this for, for everything. It's been around a while, but what we want to do today is we want to, um, just introduce this, walk you through it because all anger is not created equal. Okay. And, uh, uh, and words do mean things. And so we're going to walk through this and we're going to apply the scripture to it and make, give it some practical, uh, feel to it. Uh, and so hopefully it'll help you to understand the different levels of anger, uh, as you evaluate yourself and as you encounter anger, uh, in your life in, in, in others. And so, uh, and so, to dive into this, James chapter one, verse 20 says, or refers to human anger that does not produce the kind of righteousness that God desires. So there's this human anger that we don't want. Okay. And then Romans 12, 19 refers to a righteous anger that comes from God. And that is the anger that we do want. There's, there are some things that should make you angry, things like injustice, you know, those kinds of things. And, um, I mean, Jesus got angry. Okay. Uh, and overturned tables at the temple and he would get irritated and annoyed at the disciples. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> um, and it gives it just, me hope, Jeff, yes, it gives me hope. Yes. yes. Uh, what it does for me, it gives me hope, but it also lets me know, or lets me think, boy, I bet you God is really irritated with me a lot. And so, sure, yeah, sure. but there's hope because he didn't give up on the disciples and he's not going to give up on you and me either. So, uh, and so today we're really talking mostly about, uh, the human anger that does not produce the kind of righteousness that God uh, once in our lives, the kind of anger that would lead people to sin if they don't keep it in check by God's grace. And so, um, all right, I'm gonna, let me quickly give you, okay. The human, the, the anger ladder is really, uh, six steps. Okay. The first step is really on the ground. If you picture a ladder uh, the first step is on the ground and then we just move up one step at a time and the higher you go up, the more intense, uh, the anger becomes, uh, let me just give them to you. And then we're going to walk through. All right. Level one, uh, we, we're, we call calm. In other words, there's no anger. Okay. You're absolutely calm. Step two, you have become annoyed. Step three, you have become upset. 
Step four, you have become frustrated. Step five, you have become angry. And step six, you are furious. This is where you are hurting somebody. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, all right. So Billy, let's talk about level one, this calm. Uh, okay, so this is where we are peaceful, quiet, we're composed, we're relaxed, there's no anger, you know, that kind of a thing. And a couple of Bible verses are Proverbs 12, 16. A fool is quick tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. Huh, interesting. So it's possible to stay calm when <laughs> insulted. Proverbs 29, 8. Uh, mockers can get a whole town agitated, but the wise will calm anger. Oh, okay. That's interesting. All right. So, um, uh, when you're calm, this is what you're thinking. I'm, I'm calm. I'm not angry. I'm not upset. I'm not irritated. I mean, you are relaxed. You know, you're, you're able. And, and at that moment, somebody is insulting you. People are angry around you, but you are thinking clearly, logically, and rationally about what is occurring. You're driven by clear thoughts and not your emotion. That's what we mean by calm. There is no anger in this situation. All right. So, uh, Billy, for you, when is that necessary? Well, so, you know, I, I would imagine it's necessary in every encounter. When can I maintain that? Well, that's that's another question. <laughs> and and that's going to require a whole nother podcast to have that conversation. But what some of the things that I do um, to try to remain in that state or when I'm in that state, you know, if, if someone is insulting me um, or, you know, so the first thing I try to think about, you know, is is what they are saying true. So, you know, uh, if someone is, is saying something to me that I don't want to hear or I'm not liking, so first of all, is it true? You know, is, is that, you know, is there some validity to what they're saying? Well, if, if you go at it with that approach, then that kind of turns it inward. And, and for me, it, it turns me more into an inward thinker rather than allowing myself to get angry and start lashing outward. So the first thing I try to think about is, you know, is, is what they're saying true. Um, you know, and then generally what I, so I've got this term clean living, right? I, because I haven't come up with any other uh, special way to say it, but, you know, so if I, if I'm going through life and I'm doing the very best I could do uh, to, to live a good, wholesome, clean life, you know, walk with God, not try to wrong people, no gossiping, you know, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm perfect at any of that. I'm saying if I'm working really hard to, and that being the goal, uh, then I just try to keep those things in mind when somebody is saying the opposite of those things. You know, I let my truth speak instead of my mouth. That, that's what I try to do. I, I, my example, my actions, um, you know, so I, it, in, in my personal life and in my professional life, you know, I have a lot of people that, that make presumptions about me or, or, say negative things about me and, and at the end of the day there's a there's a certain amount of calm that comes over me when I just know those things aren't true now I'm not saying <clears throat> excuse me I'm not saying that sometimes those things I don't take them personal and I don't become upset but for the most part a I try to uh, be a good example uh, so other people can see that that's not true and then b 
I also try to ask myself, is what they're saying true of me? And if it is, well, okay, I've got some evaluation I need to do. And if it's not, I can move forward from it. You know, and that that's, those are kind of the two thought processes that go through my mind, uh, you know, that try to help me stay calm. Okay, so uh, obviously if we can stay at level one, then we don't need to talk about all the others. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> okay. Sure. Cause this, this is, this is, this is, um, significant to dealing with anger within you and with others who have it around you. So, uh, several years ago, um, I was pastoring a church and the church was going through a lot of mess and they were, they had issues before I got there and I, I inherited a problem, a lot of problems. And I knew what I was getting into. And, um, Anyway, during one of the business meetings, I'm sitting in the front row and I'm, uh, I, I was not the moderator. Somebody else was the moderator of this business meeting and I'm just taking notes and, you know, and waiting for whatever I got to address. And so by this point in my ministry there, uh, there was an individual who was a nemesis. I mean, they just, whatever it was, man, they just did not like me, but it wasn't really, it wasn't really me. They had an issue with pastors to begin with. And that was a, and they had a history of just button heads with the previous pastors. So, and I was aware of that. And so, uh, anyway, they got up and man, they just decided to nail me to the wall. And man, they just went on and on about anything they, how they felt about me and, you know, questioning my motives about this and about that. And, and I'm sitting on the front row, just write down whatever, you know, I need to write down. Um, so after the business meeting, uh, this lady comes up to me and she says, pastor Jeff, how in the world did you just sit there and take that? I can't believe you just didn't stand up and yell at that, guy. you know, and she was dead serious. And, uh, okay. So my pastoral answer was, uh, well, you know, by the grace of God, I was able just to, you know, keep calm and, you know, which is true. All right. And I just didn't want to get into a discussion about anger management at that point with her. And, uh, so, uh, this is where for me, uh, what typically is a weakness has now become a strength. So let me explain this. So, uh, so I was raised in an alcoholic home. All right. So my dad was an alcoholic. He was in and out of jail most of his adult life. I mean, it was, so whatever you want to picture is probably pretty accurate uh, for our home. So, you know, okay. By the way, in our neighborhood, if, uh, you know, every neighborhood has that house sort of that has the cops there on a regular basis. Absolutely. You, you know, cause you're a cop, you know what I'm talking about. All right. Sure. Well, in my neighborhood, that was my house. Okay. So we had okay. cops at our house on a regular basis. Okay. So yeah. All right. So, um, uh, so during my childhood and, uh, early teenage years, um, I had learned how to flip the emotional switch. I could like turn off my emotions and no matter what was going on, it was like, I just flatlined emotionally, nothing. You know what I'm saying? And so now, now Billy goes to church with me. I mean, he sits that day. So he now knows I'm a crybaby. I cried everything. I'll be telling the story and I get all teary eyed. I just can't help it. You know, that kind of thing. So uh, I've learned not to flip that switch off. You know, it's, it's, I've got to be part of being authentic and real is, you know, 
you know, letting people see you emotionally. And so, but there are times where when I need to, I can flip the switch and I have, I'm just calm. I have no emotions. You know what I'm saying? And, and at that moment, um, God, I realized something that even though in the valley of an alcoholic home, um, you know, for a defense mechanism, I could flip the emotional switch. I have discovered that there are times that that's a weakness because there's sure. times where I need to express that and I flip the switch, but there are times where, uh, it's, it's a strength because when people are angry at me, I can't flip that switch. And I just remain calm because I've had to do it early in life around somebody who was not calm. And sure. right. So, uh, what I'm saying to you is that that's part of that emotional development in those mechanism and tools that, you know, some of those bad things you went through in the past with angry people learn from them, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, but it's, it, it's important that at level one, you become, <laughs> okay, because you sure. can escalate it. You yourself can escalate the problem uh, when somebody else is, is angry around you. All right, we need to move on or we're going to, I mean, this is going to be a two hour po podcast. So, all right. So the, now the next ones, we're going to move pretty quick. And uh, we just want, again, this is an introduction to these, uh, this anger ladder. Okay. So, all right, you're calm. Let's say something happens. You get angry or the other person's starting to get angry. You move to level two. This is called annoyed. All right. So this is where you just bothered, you're troubled, you're exasperated, you know? Um, and there is an example in the Bible where somebody gets annoyed. So in Acts 16, we're told about a demon-possessed slave girl who followed Paul and Silas around the town. And in a mocking and sarcastic tone, by the way, mocking or and being, when I'm around somebody who's mocking and sarcastic tone like this slave girl, I can see why they're annoyed. They're, she's, following, she's following them around. So the Bible says this, and she kept shouting. She wasn't, this is not whispering, this is shouting. She kept shouting, these men are servants of the most high God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. Now, that is a true statement, but she was saying it in a mocking, sarcastic manner. Then in verse 18, we are told, then Paul, being greatly annoyed and worn out <laughs> by this lady, turned and said to the spirit inside her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, you know, as his representative to come out of her, and it came out at that very moment. All right, so... Uh, even the great apostle Paul, he got annoyed. Well, sure. Uh, all right. So, okay. Again, being annoyed is not the sin. Being annoyed is not the issue. It's what you do with it is the issue. And uh, so level two, being annoyed, uh, happens when, like, for example, when parents get annoyed by their kids, you know, asking the same question. It's usually people get annoyed by something that's rep repetitive is what I'm saying. Yes. Um you know, like leaving the cabinet doors open all the time in the kitchen, you know? Well, so you, you know, I, I actually can't help, but, uh, you know, when we talk about those small things that annoy us, so just uh, a couple of days ago, for some reason in my home, okay, so I like having ice cube trays with ice in them in the freezer. I enjoy <laughs> throwing a couple of cubes in my drink. Uh, you know, and, and having a nice cold drink. So it seems to me that one of two things are happening. Either A, there is something wrong with my freezer and the ice cubes are melting or B, someone is using the cubes 
uh, and not refilling the tray. And that's so minuscule when we think about the problems, yeah. you know, uh, of the world today. But that uh, seems to like that annoyance. I could ten years ago, I could have blown my top over something so small and minuscule. But now, um, you know, I and you know, I, I know it has to be the kids because I wouldn't dare blame my wife. You know, uh, she 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 absolutely wouldn't do that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so for me, you know, communicating with the kids that, hey, these little things um, of being inconsiderate, these little moments of being inconsiderate or, or, or just not paying attention, those are the things that, that seem to give you that dull ache, that persistent ache that just won't go away. And I found that when those are left to fester long enough and not communicated about those that's when we get into the other levels, you know, so something as small as an ice cube tray or, you know, closing a cabinet door, you know, it, it's, it's really frustrating when you say those things to people and they say things like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. I would agree, as, you know, as a basic premise that, yes, it's not that big of a deal, but it's so slow burns, that constant ache, that, that constant poking at you that seems to, uh, you know, drive us into the other levels. And I, I, I have learned um, to communicate those things in a much more effective way. Now, I'm not saying that that communication has always met, you know, it, how I want it to, uh, but it does seem to help when I, when, when I don't allow my ears to get red and just communicate that it's upsetting me, you know, but yeah, the, the smallest things seem to, the smallest things over a long enough period of time seem to be what, throw me right into the next levels you know it's, it's odd yeah and uh and the thing is is that okay so for those who are listening you are not going to get away get away from things that annoy you okay right. um everywhere you go there are going to be people and stuff that annoys you um again in preparation for you know thinking through this and talking about it i was paying attention to things that annoy me and, uh, and the more I started noticing how much annoys things that annoy me, I thought, man, <laughs> I, I, I really have an annoy problem, you know, and right. I, I don't express it. I don't say anything about it. I don't talk about it. I don't point it out. I don't, you know, 99% of the time I don't do, I don't say anything. And so, I mean, from, okay, it annoys me that, okay, we have a little dog called boo. It's a beagle. Okay, it annoys me when she is, uh, or when somebody lets her take care of her business in the wrong part of the yard. Okay, that annoys me, and uh, repeatedly. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. Right, right, right. Um, the buzzer on the dryer, when it's going off, when the cycle's done, and nobody goes to check it. That buzzer's. If I hear the buzzer, I don't see anybody getting up to go take care of that because I know it's going to buzz again in about two minutes. You know, it's like that annoys me. You see what's happening here? Yes. And so yes, all I the, feel all, you on a deep level, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So all these things, I'm finding myself just being annoyed, and um, uh, and this is again, uh, you're not. Uh, this is where it, be angry and sin not. Be annoyed and sin not. Okay, this is what we're talking about. And God's going to help us with this. And it's just a reality. And you have to, as you're listening to this, you're thinking right now of things that annoy you, you know, sure. that, you know, this is like, 
you know, people in your life, um, you know, people at work, your kids, whatever they're doing, something that just annoys you on a regular basis. Again, you're usually annoyed by the small things that are persistent. You know, they just happen over time and you have a certain expectation about it. You think it should end, should, should something should be done. And it's not going to get fixed because this is a pattern, a habit that somebody has that's small, you know, like walking around following and shouting how great you are, but they're doing it in a mocking way. And so like the apostle Paul, all right. All right. We need to move on because we got, yes. uh, we're pushing an hour here. All right. So level three. Um, okay. If the, if you don't nip, as the great Barney Fife once said from Andy Griffith, if you don't nip it in the bud, the annoyed is going to turn into being upset. All right, now this moves us to level three. This is where you get distressed. This is where you start feeling wounded. This is where you start feeling hurt. Uh, you're genuinely starting to feel unhappy, maybe even worried about something. So Proverbs 24, 19 says, do not get upset because of evildoers. Okay, now that is important because once you get into the level of upset, what's really happening is you feel like somebody is doing something wrong towards you. Okay, evildoers. Okay, you're getting upset because of evildoers. And so you're thinking, I am really not happy. I'm, I'm really not happy about this. Okay. I am, I am beginning to feel disappointed. I'm beginning to feel sad. Uh, maybe even a little bit attacked, you know, you're starting to feel a little defensive on the inside. Uh, um, so level three anger often happens when people are, you know, lied to they're uh, used by others they're disrespected or they're mis mistreated in some way. And again, those little things we were talking about, if it's significant enough to the individual, okay, for example, I'll just use me. Uh, if say the cabinet doors being left open was significant enough to me, which it's not, it just annoys sure. me. Uh, it, this is not an upset category for me. Um, but if it escalated into the upset, category, what I, what I would really be saying to myself without knowing it is that those cabinet doors being left open somehow is disrespecting me. And I have told you to shut them and you keep leaving them open. And it's obviously you don't care about me. You see, see, that's what's happening. If, if it were to move that little annoyance moves into the upset, it's going to have a mind shift of just being an annoyance that's persistent to somehow you see it as an, a personal attack on you. Okay. That's exactly what I was going to say is, yeah. is it seems like it, it goes from just being a generalized, uh, from being generalized as something that's just going on around you. That's bothering you to yes, a much more personal attack. And when you start getting into that personal attack mode, that's when things, <laughs> excuse me, begin to spiral out of control. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the ice cube tray, uh, you know, example, it's, you know, it's insignificant. It's, it's not an attack, but the more it happens, it now begins to feel more and more personal. Right. Especially if you've already addressed it and you talked about it and there has not been a change again, anger is a response to expectations not being met. You've talked about it. The expectation is there's going to be a change. The change does not happen. And now you're getting upset about it. You've gone from yes. annoyed to upset. And, um, and again, you feel like you're being attacked in some way. Now, with that said, uh, uh, these evil doers, if you will, uh, I mean, you can get upset on a personal attack can be where they simply tell you, I think you're ugly. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. I think you're fat. I think you're a moron. You know, you know, I think you're stupid. Uh, okay. All right. That's going to cause you to be upset. Um, you know, but again, be upset, but do not sin. All right. So level four, let's move on. So we're climbing up this ladder. We're getting more angry with each step. And now we've gotten into the point where we're frustrated. Uh, this is where you are. I mean, you're irritated. This is beyond upset. You are irritated. You're feeling angry because of the inability to change or achieve something. The person's not changing. You're not changing. Situation's not changing. You're, you're realizing this is out of your control. And uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 5 says this, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. Okay, so um, what's interesting to me about that verse is that that little phrase, it is not irritable, is in between two statements that we typically do when we're angry. Uh, we usually, when we're angry, we demand our own way. Sure. And we'll keep a record of how they wronged us. So I can pay you back later or bring it up later. Okay. So in between that, those two statements, God says, look, love is not irritable. <laughs> okay. And if uh, you're going to do this, you know, uh, you can't be going around demanding. Okay. I am demanding that everybody shut these cabinet doors. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And that dog better poop over there in that designated area, or we are getting rid of that dog. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. Well, those ice cube trays better be filled. Yeah. Are we, 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 getting rid, are, are we are getting rid of the refrigerator in the freezer? Okay. No more cold drinks for anyone. Nobody. <laughs> if I can't have it, nobody else is going to have it. Okay. That would be, uh, yeah, that would be yeah. a, a, a frustrated reaction. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Just start hauling the refrigerator out of the house. Everybody's going, what in the world is dad doing? Huh? Dad, what are you doing? I'm getting rid of this freezer because of you people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, and, and not to, I mean, I know we're making a joke about it, but you know, at the end of the day, after I've reacted that way, right? So then I have nothing cold. So right. what I have done is, is I've taken this situation I'm frustrated <laughs> about and because of my behavior, I've now made it worse for myself. Right. So yeah, it's a perfect reason to, uh, <laughs> yeah, to keep God in mind and keep that verse in Corinthians in mind. <laughs> well, you know, anger um, has a way of saying misery loves company. Yes. And I, if I'm miserable and I'm, well, I'm going to make you miserable as well. So, yes. Yeah. So in Ecclesiastes 5, 17, the Bible also says throughout their lives, they live under a cloud, frustrated, discouraged, and angry. By the way, notice that there is a difference between being frustrated and angry. According to Ecclesiastes 5, 17, it lists it two different. It's not just repeating itself, but it is making a distinction. All right. And so there are some levels of this anger. This anger ladder has some biblical foundation. So um, again, frustrated. You're thinking I am being prevented from progressing, succeeding, or being fulfilled. Why, you know, why keep trying? Uh, you know, I might as well give up. So, um, you know, level four anger happens when someone feels frustrated at work because they were overlooked for a promotion. I mean, all kinds of stuff, <clears throat> but, but you get the, uh, you get the idea. So, um, frustrated. Okay. My wife uh, has made fun of me. 
because I will say, Pam, I am frustrated about this or that. And she'll say, why can't you say you're angry? Well, I, that's what I'm doing. I am, you know, okay. I am an OCD personality. I usually say exactly what I mean. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I use the word that best describes, unless I'm goofing around, then I, I'll talk very broad language. But when I say I'm frustrated, I mean, I'm frustrated. For example, one day, Pam and I, we were uh, talking um, to a couple and Pam said, oh yeah, Jeff and I, man, we had a fight the other night, blah, blah, blah. This is a few years ago. I mean, like 20 years ago, she said this. <laughs> and I've used this illustration a hundred times to help words mean things to help understand that. So anyway, she said, yeah, Jeff and I, we had a fight the other night, blah, blah. And I went, what, what, Pam, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. When did we have a fight? She said, well, you know, when we were talking about when we were fighting over that, I said, that was an argument. That's not yes. a fight. And she said, no, we were fighting. I said, Pam, I said, here's the deal. Maybe in your household as a child, that would have been called a fight. Sure. In my household, uh, under an alcoholic father, fight means fist. <laughs> it means physical. physical, things are being thrown, punches are being <laughs> swung. I mean, we're talking fight, okay? Yes. So uh, I said, don't tell people we're having a fight because I was embarrassed about that. We didn't have a fight. Yes. Because in my mind, that's what that word means. And so, um, uh, so to me, words mean things. Okay. So I'm very OCD, very picky about my words. And so when I say I'm frustrated, I, I, this is what I, when I tell my wife, I'm frustrated. This is what I mean. I have gotten to the point where I'm exasperated. You know what I'm saying? I'm starting to feel angry. I, I can't change the situation. This is frustrating me. I'm escalating, you know, and, um, and I'm about to snap and go postal, by the way, which is, I feel sorry for <laughs> post office workers because now, yes, you know, they get a bad rap. They do. Uh, <laughs> all right. Any thoughts on the whole level of frustrated? You know, I, um, you know, no, I think you covered that. Okay. I, I think you covered Am it I pretty good? well. Okay. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Well, you got the gift of gab, like you said earlier, but so do I. So. Sure. Sure. Okay, so now we're okay. Now we're getting into the last two levels of anger on this anger ladder, and we're getting into dangerous category. Now, up to this point, it's mainly been about what's happening inside of us, but now we're getting close to knocking on the door uh, to exploding and hurting people. Okay, uh, so level five that is actually called angry this is where you're fuming you're mad you know you'll hear someone say i am fuming mad man you know they haven't done anything yet they haven't hurt anybody but they they're at the that fuse has now been lit to that bomb okay and it's not exploded yet but man you can see it headed that way so we have to be careful ephesians 4 26 says don't sin by letting anger control you that's important don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry for anger gives a foothold to the devil. So when you get to the level five and you're angry, again, like I said, that fuse has been lit. All right. And so now that is an opportunity 
for the devil to step in and to get and play some thoughts into your mind that are destructive. All right. Cause he's about to get a foothold. He's about to pin you down. And once he gets that foothold on you, uh, it is hard to get out from underneath it. <laughs> and it, uh, it, it really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I, you know, um, you know, I spent a lot of time of my life. I, I would say, you know, I, I danced around in this category um, and, and I, I got used to this category and, and I felt comfortable in this category, you know, and, and, and by the grace of God. And I, I mean, by the grace of God, I, you know, um, you know, more in control of, you know, of myself. But yeah, this, this particular category, you know, I've spent, um, you know, a lot of time, you know, saying things that, that I shouldn't have said, or, or, you know, hurting relationships or ending relationships that, that I shouldn't have done, you know, and, and this, this is just a, this is a terrible place to be. And, you know, it's just a spiral. Um, it, it's, you know, we need to, we need to do a lot of praying and we need to ask God to help us, um, you know, as often as possible, not to reach this level. It's just not a good place. You know, it's, it's very dark. No. So one of the things that is okay. Specific about level five is that at level five, you are thinking about hurting somebody. You haven't done it yet. Right. And when I say hurting, I mean, verbal, verbally, physically, emotionally it doesn't your revenge you know all this is now on your mind and uh and it is on the tip of your tongue or your your this is visually speaking okay by the way in the child's version of what we're talking about on the anger ladder um the image is a kid with a very red face and his fists are clenched you know he hasn't punched anybody but he's about to. Okay. Yeah. So that's where we're at on this. So, you know, you're angry. You're at this level when you are seriously considering how to bring harm to these people or this person. Uh, now, if you don't nip it in the butt, okay. If it controls you, what's going to happen is you're going to automatically without resistance, move right into level six. And that yes. is, that's the stage called furious rage. Uh, you know, you're irate at this point. Um, I think a, a good example of this would be road rage. You know, when people just Absolutely. lose it and they start chasing somebody down the highway and flipping them off and, or trying to run them off the road, or even in some rare case, pull out a gun or whatever. Um, all right. So Ephesians four thirty one says this, get rid of all bitterness rage anger okay let's stop here now again the bible there makes a distinction between rage and anger again showing some type of hierarchy in the anger ladder so get rid of all bitterness rage anger well why is that well because it's to produce things like harsh words and slander this is the bible still talking get rid of all bitterness rage anger harsh words and slander as well as all types of evil behavior 
uh, instead be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So now what we have here is we have this rage that is now hurting people with harsh words or slander. And in some case, you know, in all types of evil behavior, which includes physical violence, um, which uh, I'm sure you have seen in some of your calls to the community. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, and, and I, you know, I, I was glad that that you mentioned, you know, going from angry to furious, uh, you know, when you're angry, you want to go to furious. That's, that's the scariest part about this thing. You know, you are glad to continue this journey mm. on the anger ladder, you know, and it only takes a split second to move from angry to furious and to react. And, and, you know, I will say, you know, it, it, you, you spend 10 seconds being furious and let's say verbally, you know, hurting someone. And then you spend the next 10 years trying to rebuild that relationship. If it could ever be rebuilt, it, it is absolutely damaging. Um, you know, and there are so many people that, that exist in this realm, you know, in this crisis, you know, in this crisis mode and it, you know, um, yeah, it takes, it takes a lot of work by God and other Christians and, and people really pulling for you and support you to, to teach you, you know, a better way, how to, how to, how to better control those things. You know, it's, it's just, man, those angry and furious, that's a scary place to be. You know, that's, yeah. that's where people do the worst, you know? Yeah. And man, uh, we are running out of time, but yeah. Um, again, we're, we're going to come back to this anger thing. And, uh, at some point we're going to do, you know, like three, four five podcasts on this thing, uh, because, you know, obviously we've done a whole, a whole podcast here just on the levels of anger. And, um, you know, the Bible is very clear. Even in that verse I just read Ephesians four thirty one, ever talks about getting rid of the rage and anger. It says, instead be kind to each other tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And it's on the foundation of just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So there is a connection to Christ in our relationship with him and how we respond to people who annoy us, irritate yes. us, you know, who yes. manger, who manger us, you know, the make, yes. make me angry. So, uh, and it's all connected to our relationship with Jesus. So, and there's, this is a discipleship process. This is not going to happen overnight. You're not just going to be able to wake up one morning thinking, oh, I've got this anger thing licked. That's just not how it works. This is an ongoing lifetime uh, journey where you are dealing with the anger inside you, regardless of what level it is, and uh, dealing with the anger of those around you. But it is uh, very helpful to be able to recognize the different types of anger, identify what it is inside you and in others and realizing that, okay, this is a moment, this is where I need to stay calm, you know? Well, you know, and you mentioned earlier, um, it is also very helpful to, to acknowledge that, uh, you know, you can be angry, but do not sin in that anger, you know? And, and I, I think you mentioned earlier, you know, uh, people who get angry, they somehow feel like, you know, well, I'm, I'm not as, you know, my walk with Jesus isn't as close as I thought it was, you know, that their anger can exist. It's, it's what you do with it and how you behave with it. Uh, that's, that's really important, you know, and, and I, I appreciate that, that distinction, or at least that, that information, you know, that, 
helps me sleep at night. You know, when the, when the ice cube tray isn't completely full, it's, it's okay that that, that annoys me a little bit. You know, it's what I do with that afterwards. That's, that's really important. Well, okay. So we'll wrap it up with this little statement here. Okay. There's a new phrase that I'm been applying to my personal life and, uh, and it is, uh, be calm, be aware and be present. And, uh, a lot of times we, uh, can't be aware because we're not calm. Yeah, we, don't right. see, we don't see the situation correctly. So let's be calm so we can think clearly, see clearly so that we, we, we can be aware of what's really happening here, aware of what's happening in me, aware of what's happening around me and, uh, being present, meaning I'm not waiting for you to finish. So I could tell you what I'm thinking. I am, I'm engaged. I'm listening. I'm paying attention. I'm present. I'm not thinking about tomorrow. I'm not thinking about my to-do list. And so, uh, and, and, and through this emotional discipleship series, uh, you'll hear me refer to this, you know, be calm, be aware, be present. And, uh, as a, just a memory tool for you, and hopefully it'll hammer it out. If you've listened this far so long, you've, this has probably been really speaking to you if you're still listening. <laughs> and so, but you need to be calm, be aware and be present. And, uh, and that's what God wants us to do. And, and there may be a podcast, another podcast in the future where I just talk about those three things. And that is an emotional, that's an emotional tool, uh, to help people deal with all kinds of emotions, be calm, be aware, be present. All right, Billy, well, we're going to wrap it up right there. I think that was a good one. I think this has been helpful for folks. It's been enlightening for me, especially when you take a look at what the scripture says about anger and, um, uh, God's got a lot to say about it. So, um, uh, and guys, remember the, for those who are listening, um, the next podcast, I believe on the agenda is going to be, uh, grief. We're going to be talking about grief, but not exactly how you think most people misunderstand grief and how God uses it. And so we're going to be talking a lot about how God uses grief in our life and how we, how, how we handle the losses in life, not just death, but how we handle the losses in life like getting older, losing your health, you know, and uh, kids moving out, you know, losing a job, stuff like that. All right, guys, till next time. Thank you for listening. This has been Conversations. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to click subscribe and leave us a great review. And to find out more about Genesis Church, please visit www.genesisbegins.com.